I'm just sitting over here making huge changes and mixing a lot of things up. Can you tell? The intro no longer exists on this podcast because I didn't want you to hear the same thing over and over and over again when you listen to the show. I hope you don't mind that I'm taking the intro out with this new format. We will be jumping straight into the episode itself, saving time. If we haven't met, though, I'm Haley Burkhead, founder of the membership site, The Profit Planner Lounge, and host of this incredible podcast. And today I'm going to introduce you to Jordan Gill, who is going to show you how to automate your inbox social media, and calendar. Before we get into that though, I just want to say that I'm opening up applications for my quarterly coaching packages, which I do not normally do here on the podcast, but I wanted to make sure you had a chance to submit an application if you are interested in working through your entire business strategy and having a scalable plan in the span of three months. If you want to apply, go to profitplanner.co slash coaching, and I will make sure to send you more information if you pass the application process. I'm so excited to meet you and work with you one-on-one. I would love to see you eight times on Zoom and go deep into your business. I think that would be a blast. Now for Jordan Gill, who I'm interviewing today, she founded the Collada Group. And we are two bees in a pod, I swear. I love her so much. We are two systems nerds that love geeking out over organized automation. So I'm just gonna hit this play button on the interview, so get settled and prepare to nerd out with us. Hello Jordan, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm super pumped to talk and just chat with you. Yes, yes, I'm so excited. And you know, this is one of the first few episodes that are in the transition from the Market Beautifully podcast to the Profit Planner podcast. And I'm so excited that Jordan Gill is going to be in one of these, you know, transitioning episodes because Jordan is so amazing at making profit productively, which, you know, is what we're all about here. So I'm excited to get into automation and consistency. But before we even do that, Jordan, Tell us about the Collada Group. Yes. So, hey, everyone listening. I am Jordan Gill, the founder of the Collada Group and the host of the System Save Me podcast, um, where we really help business owners maximize the efficiency of their technology and their team. Uh, We are not about hustling for hustle's sake. We are all about making sure that we are maximizing that time because who wants to spend all the hours with a love affair with their laptop, not me. So I am, you know, all about taking vacations and spending time with girlfriends, going to Nordstrom's for their anniversary sale randomly and all these different things. It's like, I, that's, that's more fun than, you know, spreadsheets and all that. I love spreadsheets, um, <laughs> but <laughs> Give we me love all spreadsheets. spreadsheets. <laughs> um, but generally speaking, business owners, you know, they want to spend time with their clients and their family. And it's, it's all about the relationships that they want to spend time with. So, um, so that's my jam and I am going to become a dog mom, which I'm very excited about. <gasps> when? Ah, she's gonna be born sometime this month. So that's like my random fun fact lately is like, oh my she's, gosh. Gonna be born. she's gonna be born. So I'm what gonna get breed? a little uh, toy golden doodle. <laughs> oh my gosh, you and Jerisha. Yeah, we're gonna get yeah, actually, our, our dogs are si- like step siblings that we have we share the same dad. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so Jerisha Hawk, she was on the podcast. Yeah a few episodes back and that's who we're talking about so Jerisha recently got a golden doodle and the cutest thing ever like I just see her Instagram stories and you know I already have two dogs but I'm over here like wanting another one because so cute and now you're getting the step steps brother sister oh you don't know or stepsister yeah yeah I'm choosing a girl Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we already have like matching little bows that are like Burberry little things. So it's it's ridiculous, but amazing. <laughs> um, definitely amazing. Definitely amazing. Oh my yeah. gosh, I didn't know this. Yes. Okay, so that's so great. Okay, and you also run the System Saved Me podcast. And I want to mention that because this podcast is amazing. It's all about systems and automation. Yeah, it's it's got a really, you know... Systems has a kind of scary stigma to it. It sounds really complicated and techy and ugh. Um, and I really want to just kind of remove that gross film off of it because it really, everyone d- has systems. And it's funny that people don't recognize it. A lot of times my clients are like, I'm not a systems person. I'm like, well, you're, 
you're doing this and then you're doing this and then you're doing this and then you're doing this. So that's a system. Um, it's just like an order of steps in a certain sequential order. Like maybe it's not the most efficient system. Yes, but it's still a system. And so yeah, really totally. trying to um, shake that like, oh, I'm creative and I can't be a systems person. Um, it really is doable and most likely is already happening. So let's just tweak them up. So System Saving Podcast is just really trying to um, shake off that that gross stigma that that the word systems has. Oh, I love that so much because that's so true. Everyone already has systems. It just yeah. might not be the most efficient in the world, yeah, <laughs> but exactly. but it's okay. They're there. That's a starting point. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I love that. Okay, so we are going to be talking about the triple threat, and I'm so pumped. So let's start with the inbox first. Is that okay? Cool. Yes, we totally can. Okay. So the triple threat, generally speaking, is the the three areas that are the three biggest time sucks of solopreneurs or even people who have small teams. Um, and I just really wanted to. Um, it was something that everybody would kept coming to me to. It wasn't you know the full picture of their business, but it was like these little annoying, tedious mm-hmm. tasks that just mm-hmm. kept coming up. And I hate tedious tasks, um, especially when it comes to your inbox. I think everyone has a general distaste for their inbox. (laughs) I have a major distaste for my inbox. I'm I'm not going to lie. I can't stand my inbox. It's there. And I, I, I'm so bad at not wanting to respond to some emails. And then some emails, you just, it's just annoying because you're like, why did you send me that? But I, I wait for like sometimes six to seven days to respond to someone because <laughs> I don't want oh, to. Gosh. You know what I'm saying? It's like in the back right. of your head and you're like, well, I'll just do something else to avoid it. I'm just being super honest here. I hope I'm not the only person. So if you're listening, just DM me on Instagram to let me know I'm not alone. (laughs) Yeah, I can tell you you're not alone because I've seen many an inbox um, and heard all of the inbox insanity stories. And I think it's because most people look at their inbox and see obligations and not opportunities. Um, And so that, yeah, so that who likes obligations? Nobody. Um, so I really like to shake it up and make your inbox work for you. Um, and you know, that can happen in a variety of ways, but, um, if I'm going to be mainly talking to my Gmail users or Google suite, um, so sorry, Outlook, get on Google. Um, (laughs) like my tip, uh, (laughs) but really it comes down to understanding where things should go and really if you should read it or not um, mm-hmm. is like the first step because you get those emails, you know, from Stripe or PayPal when like payments come through and I don't know about you, but I hate like having to mass check and like mark no, this head. It's, it's so stupid. Um, and so <laughs> I, I agree. I, yeah. And so I just created um, a label or a folder um, that's called payments um, and there's actually a sub label called sales and all of my Stripe and PayPal stuff goes into there and it what? automatically marks it as red. Okay. So, so that is amazing because I'm just going to say something really embarrassing right now. <laughs> I hated, and you know, I love the payments, but I right. did not right. like the emails. I just I created a new inbox for them and I never check it. Oh I know that's gosh. terrible. Well, I put it in like a <laughs> inbox that I tell myself, okay, when I have someone that's going to do better inbox management for me, like someone that's just for inbox management, I'll give right. them this inbox. And so okay. in my head, that's what I've done. It's it's not smart or strategic. It's really just a, I don't want to deal with this right now. And so this is my solution. Right. So this is what's happening. Yeah. Uh, and on that point, you know, of, of having team members and, and all of that good stuff, Um, I actually, you know, logins was a big thing. Um, so it's kind of related to inbox. Um, but if you're logging into a bunch of different things and you're sharing your logins, you're like, did I put it with my personal one? Did I put it with my work email? What's my username? What's going on here? And I was like, you know what? I'm going to avoid all of this nonsense and I'm going to use the same email. So, um, I created an alias, um, which essentially is kind of inception. It's like, you have your main inbox and then you have an inbox within your inbox. Don't get 
too crazy with that. Um, <laughs> and so software at the Colada group is my username for every single software I use in my business. Um, and nice. it really streamlines and helps me helps. And, you know, I have my passwords and last pass, but it really helps my team and myself just know that just in case something happens, like it's always going to be software at the Colada group. I um, mean, you can do that um, with any um, G Suite user. Um, you can create basically an alias, again, software at the Colada group. So software at whatever your domain is. Right. Um, and again, I also do um, payments at the group.com. And that is for any invoices um, and any receipts that I get um, from folks. So I keep all of that together. So that when tax season comes, which we're in the middle of now, um, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, and so I just have to open that folder and that's where everything is. Yeah. So I use it for a lot of different things. I've had clients use aliases for client stuff. So if they have you know, a mastermind or something like that, then they'll have clients at the com or whatever. Um, or, you know, they, if they have a certain course, I do this um, with triple threat. Um, if you are in the course, the support email for that is triple threat at the com. So I know that anybody who emails that, well, now you all have it. So I guess you could email it, but whatever. Um, but uh, I know, generally speaking, that it's going to be people who are inside Triple Threat needing help. So then I know, okay, if I'm going into the Triple Threat at the com inbox, I'm going to be answering questions like that versus my general support, which could be password login issues. It could be all it could be a myriad of support questions. Um, so it kind of helps me separate and understand basically what territory I'm going into to get my mindset ready for that. And it also helps me prioritize as well. So I want, you know, my students and my clients come first, my team comes first, and then everybody else after that is kind of after. So I can look at my inbox and know exactly where I can prioritize my time because some people can just wait six seven days if you're right. just you know asking something random but there's some emails I mean obviously the most important ones but there are some emails that I'm just like this is not that important okay right. I think this is incredible and I have never heard this before so I'm just sitting over here my mind's just slowly <laughs> exploding but I do want to mention so an app that I found if you've ever used the Google, I'm obsessed with Google email and I have multiple, I think I manage four different inboxes on Google and you know, cause I work at an agency. So then I have a client inbox, I have all this stuff, right? Yeah. So I hated going into a browser and then having to log out and log back in on my Google account. Yeah. It's literally the worst thing in the world. And it's, it's like those 60 seconds of your time, you'll never get back and it's stressful. So I found I a solution. It is called Kiwi for Gmail. Oh, yeah. yeah. Kiwi for Gmail. Do you use Kiwi? Okay, I love oh, Kiwi yeah. because yeah. it is it's just like this magical unicorn desktop app. So <laughs> you can have all of your Gmail accounts on this app and then switch tabs between your inboxes. And it it so connects good. your Google Sheets, your Docs, your Drive, your calendar, literally everything. It's there. It's incredible. It's incredible. I'm so glad you brought that up because that is that is such a magical unicorn of a desktop app. It is, it is. one of my favorite things to because it is. It's like this. Why do I have to log in, log out? What am I? What am I? What's going on? Like right, that's right. literally what's going on in your brain. So everybody go and get Kiwi for Gmail. I'm pretty sure it's, $10. it's both Mac and yeah. Yeah. It's oh yeah, yeah. It's Mac and PC. It is. Yeah, for yeah. sure. It is, yeah. and it's like ten dollars one time. It's not monthly. And it's worth every single penny. Honestly, I would pay $50 for that app because it is such a life changer. And, you know, I would never say, oh, yeah, I'm spending $50 on an app. But Kiwi, Kiwi is worth that. Okay, yeah. now I want to get back to these sub sub inboxes. Is that even a word? Yeah. We're going to use it, though. <laughs> We're going to go with it. Right. So yeah. you have software at da-da-da, mm -hmm. payments yeah. at da-da-da, all these aliases aliases, mm -hmm. however yeah. you say that. So yeah. you have them all under one inbox. What is that email for that inbox? What does that look like? That's where I'm kind of yeah. getting a little confused. Totally. So hello at the Colada group is my main email inbox. Gotcha. It has a lot of shenanigans in it. Um, and you know, I have a separate Jordan at the Colada group. Honestly, I don't use it that often. Um, <laughs> 
But so um, don't email that. Okay. Right. (laughs) Um, And so I hello at is like the main hub. So anyone can email hello at the com, And then inside of there are these aliases. And if you have, um, uh, what is it? Uh, Google suite, um, Mm -hmm. then basically just go back into your admin and literally it takes two seconds to create an alias. And do you have to pay Um, more for that? No, which is what's, so awesome because you know you pay for those Google Suite emails, right? And basically, you get thirty aliases that you can have. What? 30. It's insane. So, um, so basically, if you have like an admin person on your team, like you don't, you can give them a separate email address. But if they're just going to be using the Hello app mainly, you can also just create like a Kim at blah blah blah, and it can actually live inside Hello app, so she can respond as Kim at inside the Hello app inbox. Whoa. Okay, so it still looks like it's responded at Haley at ProfitPlanner.co, but it's just it's in the same inbox. You can have it be either. You can have it respond whatever email address is the main one, so hello at or Haley at or whatever, Mm -hmm. Um, but you can also have it be responded to as an alias, so either one. Wow. So then if someone is emailing um, software at ProfitPlanner.co, it immediately goes into a folder. Yes. Of the software folder or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And then a yeah. VA could check that to make sure you don't need to be updated with anything and you don't have yeah. to look at those emails. Yep. Okay. Exactly. Wow. That is incredible. Okay. So yeah. now how do you set those automation rules? I'm still just being mindful over here. And I feel like, <laughs> I feel like I'm smiling really goofily. And if you're watching the video, you're probably like, what the crap is she doing with her mouth? But I'm so happy. You just have no idea. Okay. Go on. Automation yes. rules. <laughs> yes. So the automation rules are awesome. So, um, some of the fun ones, um, you know, basically the automation rules are what are filters, um, so they're if then statements. Um, if you've mm. never gone in and looked at them, that's what they are. So if this email comes in, then it does something or it, I respond or we mark it as read. Mm-hmm, There's like, mm-hmm. I think eight or nine different options. Um, and so, and you can find it if you go into settings, settings, and then at the top of the tabs, it'll have, um, filters. So you just click the filters and this is what I'm talking about. Uh, so one of the fun filters, um, for folks is like, uh, some of my clients have PR at domain.com as an alias. And so they put that on their website and that's where they want any sort of PR inquiries, podcast interviews, speaking, all of that. And what's great is they're like, yeah, but I don't want to like have to continually check that all the time. I just want to have a day that I check them and I can filter through and answer, So what we did was we built actually an automation rule where if somebody emailed PR at their domain.com and we could pick out the word podcast, then they automatically got a canned response sent to them. So like she didn't have to send it. It was literally just sent automatically Um, because we can infer that that person is emailing PR at to be a guest or to have her as a guest on their show. And so we had an automated canned reply that said, hey, we're so excited that you, you know, want me on your podcast, fill out this form. So we had a Google form um, filled out so that you don't think about how, you know, your brain reads and scans emails. Um, And so we created a podcast form so that people could insert the information that she wanted to know Mm. and not all this other gunk that people put in those emails. Right. So um, things that they put in those emails, you're like, what, why, what are you doing? (laughs) Right. Like I can't. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So we're, yeah. So then um, they fill out the form and then at the bottom of the email it says, you know, I respond to um, requests on Monday. So the nearest Monday expect a response from me. Oh my gosh. So so she batched her podcast time too. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So it's like a batching on top of a system. This is like, (laughs) this is just (laughs) heaven. (laughs) Oh, this is why I love you, Jordan. Yeah. Yeah, we can get really deep into this stuff, friends. Um, I'm so happy. Okay, that that's awesome. I love that. Yeah, that's a fun one. And then there's simple ones of just, you know, again, like you said, or like we talked about the payments emails that are coming in, you can just mark it as red. And that's an automation. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. an automation rule. Right. Really simple. Um, you can also have things skip the inbox. So if you're wanting them to go into the folder, um, you have to hit skip the inbox and go into the label or folder. Okay. 
not just the label or folder. So that's like a little, um, a little heads up thing. Um, and yeah, those pretty much, those are the main automation rules that people play with. Um, also, um, for example, I have an affiliate manager and whenever we have, um, one of our JV partners schedule a webinar on my calendar, it automatically goes to my hello app. So then I actually have an automation rule that's set up that automatically forwards that email to her so that she also gets notified when those webinars come out. Um, and so then, again, she doesn't have to ping me on Slack and be like, hey, did so-and-so, you know, come through? It's just like the email comes to you when she does it. And so it, it makes it really, really easy. And it's all those little things that add up. Like I said, this is these are tedious tasks, and you yeah. don't think about how much they add up. And I am like the anti tedious task person. So I'm like, if I do something twice, like I'm never doing it a third time. <laughs> like, no, I'm yeah. like, I pattern, I'm not doing it anymore. How can I get this off my plate and automated? And really software is there to support you. Um, sure. And people think of software as this crazy, crazy nonsense. And a lot of these tools I, are free or are not very expensive. And that's really what it's about, keeping your expenses low, um, which, you know, software is a lot cheaper than people. I love people. Yes. Um, you can't replace people. But if there's just little things like that, you pretty much can have your software you're probably already using do that for you instead of, you know, wasting the time that you're you're paying for for somebody else to do these little things. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. And I mean, like, let's say I had someone that I hired that was like a VA to just do inbox management. And she was doing all of these things that Google could just automate and it's free. I mean, imagine that Google would have already done that for free. But then imagine what she's doing with her time. She could be doing something else with her time that could be adding to my baseline, scaling the business or serving my audience better instead of staying in the inbox. I mean, it's just her time is now wasted in a way when Google was already doing that for you for free. You know, this is what I talk about. And I was on a podcast earlier and she asked me something about when is the right time to hire a VA. And I think a lot of people hire a VA way too soon because they're not using their systems and Mm -hmm. actually automating what they need to be automating first. Because, yeah, let's say Meet Edgar, it's $50 a month, which I don't use Meet Edgar, but it does recurring posts where it automates your social media. Okay, well, you're spending $50 a month and people think, oh, that's that's a lot of money. But think about how much you'd be spending on a VA that's doing that. I mean, just on Instagram management alone, I know some people's packages are $200 a month. And even then, they're barely making any money off their time to be on. That's a whole other conversation. (laughs) But they're spending $200 a month on just Instagram when Meet Edgar can automate your entire social media for the year on $50 a month. I mean, this is not an ad for me, Edgar. And I, again, like I don't use me, Edgar. That's just the example that I thought of. Um, I I don't know. It just really does blow my mind. And I think there's this mm, maybe a little bit of a dreamy or like a rose colored glasses when it's around to hiring a VA, um, especially when you're first starting out. And I think if, you know, you've used all your systems, a VA is really great for customer support or to have like the human touch of things but don't hire a va for something a system could do yeah exactly get your systems all in line your automation all in line and then hire somebody um because it you don't want to be paying for double um and a lot of people and then and that's you know people don't know they're paying for double you know you don't know what you don't know you're like oh i didn't know google could do all these things for me um or gmail or whatever um so i had somebody do my inbox well now you know and now you can automate and now (laughs) you can have them do something else and so and that's totally perfect um but so many people hire too quickly um that's usually something that i and i love people i love having me too i like i love hiring i have such a great team yeah like giving people the opportunity to be in their zone of genius is like so fulfilling. Um, but also let's just be a smart business owner. Um, <laughs> yeah. And like really, really leverage your tech, um, before you have a team. Oh, totally agree. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. And Oh, one, yeah. um, when you brought up me, Edgar, there's actually, um, I use smarter Q. Um, I've heard of that. So, I know I haven't even used that or seen it used, but do you like it? 
Yeah, I like it a lot. Um, I actually just met um, the CEO of it at Social Media Marketing World, which was hilarious. Um, Like literally he was just standing at the door and he was like handing out cards and they said SmartIQ on. I'm like, oh, I use that. And he's like, really? I'm the CEO. And I'm like, oh, oh, (laughs) hi. Um, And so it's literally the exact same as me, Edgar, but $19 a month instead of 50. Uh, Oh, so so there's no excuses, friends. No excuses. (laughs) You can make $20 a month work. The end. So, um, so that's like total, total lifesaver. And that's another thing that I talk about in triple threat is just how to maximize smarter queue. Um, and also how to batch your social media. So creating topics, um, and then creating basically 12 posts per topic. So if you have just one topic a day, so that's seven topics, you know, Sunday through Saturday, and then 12 posts under that then you literally have 90 days worth of content and you can just rotate it. That's literally what I did all of 2017. I literally haven't done it in 2018 because (laughs) life is crazy. Um, But, um, but looking, you know, at analytics and, and the marketing side of it, it's like, okay, I saw these posts did well the past year. I saw these posts didn't, I can ramp up this topic and dial down that topic and, you know, shift some stuff around to really make it fresh. Um, And that's super helpful. But it's also a way, again, for all of you marketing analytics goodies um, out there, it'll help you understand what's working and what's not. Because a lot of times when you're just scheduling to schedule, you don't see the patterns. And so it's like, oh, like this one with my face did well, but this one didn't. And maybe you were talking about two different topics. And it's like, really, it's not about your face. It's about the topic, you know, and so you can understand that on certain days a little bit better. If you have this kind of batching topic um, process, I guess. So what do you do for social media? Because that is a part of the triple threat. Yeah, so that's basically what it is. is I totally preach creating 90 days of content um, and rotating it. Um, And again, like I said, um, you know, I have you know, Mondays are when my new podcast episodes come out. Mm-hmm. I can't batch. I can't. Well, I can batch those because I have my my episodes out really far. Um, but some people who aren't super ahead on that, it would take a bit more to be manual. But um, then there's like Tuesday's tips or like Wednesday, you know, bookworm Wednesday. And you're talking about the books you like or whatever mm-hmm. else. And you look at my feed and you don't recognize that there are topics like from just looking at my feed. It's not like I hashtag it and make a big woohoo. It's just internally, I know that these are the things that are going out on the specific days. And I have 12 of each going out, um, which is three months worth. Um, And then it just goes on autopilot and it helps batch because if I know that Tuesday tips are are something and I'm like, okay, well, let me go in my email and see what tips I've handed. I've, you know, sent in emails and I literally shot it and you know clip it out and put it in my social media or I look on social media what have I sent out and given as a tip there um you know looking at places that I already have given this information because again we don't really need to reinvent the wheel because social media like yeah you have people that are on your you know social media forever but there's always new people coming in and so And here's the thing. I don't think anybody has ever said to me, you already posted that. Um, I don't think even once. So don't be afraid to repurpose. Um, I'm not saying literally have the same thing, go out every single week. Um, That would be noticeable. That would be noticeable. Um, But, you know, three months out, I don't even remember what I posted last week. I don't know what Jerisha posted last week. And I look at her Instagram every single day. Um, So it really it helps you just like alleviate and be like, okay, I don't have to create all new content all the time because that as a business owner can be a time suck because you sit there at the blinking cursor and you're like, why am I so sorry today? Um, and just stop all of that. And what's great also is you can, you know, something's going out on social media, so you don't have to worry about it. But if you want to post, mm-hmm. post, you know what I mean? Right, and it, right. it helps, it helps mix it up, which is super awesome. But there's not this, I have to post today, I have to post today, I have to post today that Mm -hmm. people have. um, Because again, their systems are supporting them and already pumping out social media content. So so that's my big thing with social media. No, I love that. And you know, something that Jerisha mentioned, because she has a Facebook group, is she has all of her posts and her Facebook group posts scheduled for the year. And it's like, 
Why didn't I think of that? You know, <laughs> I mean, I, I pre-schedule my post for sure. And, you know, I do a lot of automation when it comes to that. But I never thought about going so far as to say, okay, for the next year, I'm literally done for 2018. And now I just batch my time on engagement. And that's all yep. I have to worry about now. Yep. Uh, not worry about because I love my group. But you know what I'm saying. So, yeah. wow. That, anyways, that yeah. stood out to me. So I love that you're bringing that up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Very, very, very similar. So, okay. So yeah. I am excited about that. 90 days, 90 days of content. That might sound a little intimidating, but yeah. it's not. Don't worry yeah. about it. You got yeah. this. Exactly. Like, literally think about it as okay, you have one topic per day. So that's seven topics and then 12 posts per topic. That's it. See, you just broke that down. That makes it so easy. Yeah. It's really not that bad. <laughs> okay, now I try to simplify. I'm excited about what you have to say about the calendar because yes. I I love are you talking about Google Calendar specifically? Is that what you use? Yeah, so I, I use Google Calendar and Acuity. So okay. I'm gonna be talking about yeah. And I'm switching to Acuity because I've been using Calendly, mm -hmm. but with Acuity I know that it can do things with Zoom. Yeah. And I need to automate that a lot better. Yeah. And I forgot exactly what the integration is, but it's yeah. it's incredible. So that's what I'm moving over to. So I'm really excited to hear what you have to say. Yeah. So I'm a huge Acuity fan. I've been an Acuity user for like four years, I think. Like it's insane. Um, and I think they just are really, they have a great support, um, customer support, which is one of the big things that I look at when I um, mm -hmm. Get software because I'm like, listen, I'm going to sometimes be a lost puppy and I need you to save me. So, yep. <laughs> um, and even as a systems person, I get lost. So, um, really, what it's about is just understanding all of the different types of appointments you want to take mm -hmm. um, and having different calendars for them. Now, I'm not saying have like 18 different appointments, that's like you can group some together. Um, so, for example, um, I have base, well, let me back up. So there's three different verticals of appointment types. Um, there's one that's connection, which is like, oh, I meet you at an event or, oh, you know, um, we're going to be talking about a JV affiliate opportunity or whatever else. And those are kind of under the connection vertical. So however many um, calendars you need under that, that's one part. Um, then you have clients. Um, and so that's under kind of the consult, um, arena. And so those are people who are paying you for your time. So you have maybe group calls or you have one-on-one -on -one calls or stuff like that. Any calls that people are paying you for are kind of in this, um, in this other bucket. Um, and then the third bucket, um, is really like, um, basically, I'm like totally blanking on what I even call it, but <laughs> essentially it is, um, for any sort of hiring or, um, anything that has to do with like partnership. Um, and the oh. connection has already been made. Like networking so, collaboration. No, wait, yeah. collaboration would be under connection. Yeah, it is. It's going to bother me that I don't know. So yeah, I'm no, just, I'm uh, the same way. It bothers me so much when I, <laughs> when I forget something. Oh, good gracious. Um, and so that one, um, a lot of people, okay, I'm gonna open this now. So connections, consult, I think Consul. that's a, three buckets. Okay, now what if you wanted to add another bucket? Can you do that? Yeah, you totally can. And I mean, connection is so for example, I have two different types of connection, I have a sales connection. And I have like a let's chat, which just means like we're connecting for the first time, people ask me to do coffee chats all the time. That's what that link is for. So those are two separate links. And it's very important for those to be two separate links because for my sales calls, I ask a lot of different questions. I'm mm -hmm. like, you know, what are you struggling with? You know, how many people are on your team? Who are those people? Et cetera, et cetera. And if I'm just chatting with somebody, I don't need to know all these things about them. <clears throat> so the intake form side of it is huge because you want to get on the call and be prepared. I don't know if you go into it and you're like, wait, I have this coffee chat with somebody and I have no idea where we met. And like, I have no idea what we were even talking about because life is happening. I don't have, you know, a whole ton of brain space. So it really helps. Um, so my 20 minute chats, again, those are my sales. There's a long list of questions and have that as your intake form. Mm -hmm. If you just have a coffee chat form, literally all I say is, where do we meet and what are we talking about? Mm -hmm. So then I can get on the call and be like, oh, yeah, okay, we met in that Facebook group and we're going to talk about this whole thing. 
And it's like, shoop, like I can just be prepared for the call immediately. And honestly, nobody gets offended. Um, it's helpful. So um, I think that, you know, that's one thing that I've gotten is like, well, doesn't that look like you don't know like who you're talking to? And I, I guess I haven't gotten that feedback yet. Um, but it's it's just super helpful because there's so many things going on. We don't have time yeah, no. to like do all this nonsense. Um, and so then for consults, you know, I have my intensives and then I also have just my one-off one-hour consults. Those are two separate as well because, again, for my intensives, I need to know a lot more information from you than just for my one-hour consults. Um, And so those are important. Um, But I also have um, a mentorship that I do. So I also have mentorship calls. Those are different because they're having to give me specific information. Mm -hmm. Um, So, again, thinking out all of these different types of calls and finding ways to just help simplify that. Um, so again, let's chat could be somebody I met in an event, could be somebody I met in a Facebook group, could be somebody that it was an email intro to me. Um, and so you can kind of bucket that as some sort of call. You don't have to have a coffee chat, an event chat, uh, whatever chat, just keep it simple, um, and go from there. And also if you do in-person coffee chats, um, something that can be fun is having a separate link for that and listing out like the three top coffee places you like to meet um, and saying like, which one do you want or which one works for you literally in the intake form. So in that way you don't have to go back and forth then about where you're going. It's like, perfect. She picked the Starbucks that's 15 minutes away because she's 30 minutes away or, Oh, the one that's down the street for me. Cause she lives down the street. Like again, how can you alleviate those little back and forth tedious things mm-hmm. that you don't think about? It's like, I don't want to go back and forth about the best Starbucks and then having to give you the address and stuff. It's already in there. Choose which one that works for you and we're good to go. Yeah. No, I love that. Okay, wait. Yeah. And so there was connections, cons- consults, yes, or consultations. There was. And then the third bucket oh my dun, gosh. Dun, dun, dun. Da, 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 is I know. I'm like the anticipation is building. <laughs> <laughs> what is the third bucket, Jordan? Content. How could I forget this? Jeez. Content. Content. So content is the third bucket. Content is the third bucket because if you have a podcast, um, using Acuity to have your guests go through um, and gathering all the information at once. Um, So again, if you need to get their headshot, if you need to get their website link or a freebie link or their address, if you send them like a gift, all of that stuff can happen in Acuity. Do not go back and forth with people about that stuff because you can ask. Um, also if you do, um, guest blogs, um, so it's interesting. People just think of acuity as like a, I'm getting on a call or video or something like that. So I've actually been able to use it for guest blogging, um, or guest vlogging in the sense that people can choose when they want their guest post to go live. Um, so it doesn't mean we have a call. It just basically marks on my calendar. Like, oh, you need to like put this and this is when it's scheduled out. That way both you and the person know when it's going to be live and it just saves that spot in your calendar. So it's not something that is busy and then, you know, you have like a blank hour on your calendar. It just says, you know, so-and-so's guest blog post goes out today. Um, And then that way you have, you know, the link to their post is in a Google doc. You have their bio, you have their headshot, you have all that stuff. So you just go in Acuity, grab it, plug it into the guest post template and then schedule it for the date that they have an acuity. That's so perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, that's, that's also what I've done for my web, my JV webinars is like, we aren't technically getting on like a call through acuity through zoom. We're going in through Demio, which is my webinar software. Um, but it at least holds the spot in both of our calendars so that we know this is when our JV webinar is going to be which is nice. Yeah, that is nice. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually really uh, good to know since I'm going to be doing a lot of JV webinars coming up. Yeah. yeah, I'll send you all my stuff. But yeah, so the three categories are content, consult, and clients. Okay, that's really yeah. awesome. So, and then you've just automated from Acuity to Google Calendar. Now, how does your Google Calendar look? Yeah, so I make sure I have it pretty set up, um, in a couple different ways. Um, I've, I've 
I have set it up a couple different ways. And this is the way that's worked the best is I kind of have it separated out in the main calendar, which is just like mastermind calls, coffee chats, all of that sort of stuff, um, clients. And then I have a separate calendar in G Suite for my travel. Um, and so that automatically will block off and make sure that in acuity, like no one will schedule during that time. Um, and then I also have my podcast calendar. So that automatically mm -hmm. shows which week is going to be my batch week. Um, and then my triple threat JV webinars calendar, um, which is again, just where all of my JV webinar people have, have chosen in acuity. But again, it also will show up as busy on my other calendars. So those are the four main ones. Um, I could batch it out even more and pull out, you know, clients and pull out, um, podcast interviews and stuff like that. But I just have found that keeping all of that stuff in one calendar ends up being better. And really the only things I need to pull out were travel podcasts and my JV webinars. And it's worked really, really well. Okay, awesome. So do you put anything else in your Google calendar besides that? No, I keep it pretty clear. Um, Asana is where I obviously um, oh, see, uh, yeah. this is why we're friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, Asana is where I have like tasks, mm -hmm. stuff, Me tasks too. projects, all of that. I I cannot do that in my Google Calendar. Like it just Me it's tough. I've been trying to figure it out because I like how Google Calendar blocks off time, and in mm -hmm. Asana you can't do that. You can assign a time. Right. But so I've been trying to figure out, okay, how can I integrate this in the best way possible? And actually, a listener to the show told me about this uh, zap that you can do. And so I'm like looking into that. But interesting. Yeah, it is. You can block off time, but I still, I don't know. I still haven't figured out the best way to do it. But with the sauna, you know, sometimes like what I've had to do is I've grouped tasks within a sauna and then I've batched that group of tasks in Google Calendar. So for instance, mm -hmm. like on Tuesday, Thursday mornings, that's my content creation time. So from like mm -hmm. 6 a.m. to 9 a.m., that's what I'm going to be doing content creation. So throughout the week, if I have something I want to do content wise, I put it under that content creation checklist on either Tuesday or Thursday. That way, when I see that time on my Google Calendar, I go to Asana, open up that task, and there's this, the categorized checklist of, okay, this is what I have to do within this time. And then I set mm -hmm. a timer on my phone and and I only look at that Asana task and work on content until the timer goes off. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's the best workaround that I've done that I've seen so far. So I don't have it on everything. And honestly, you know, as scheduled and systemized as I am, and I'm not even near as much as you, I mean, I don't even touch Jordan <laughs> Gill, but I, you know, as systemized as I am, I still, there's something in me that doesn't want to see a Google calendar full Right. of things I have to do every day, even if they're not even work-related, even if it's like right. yoga from two to three. I, it's it's I like know. this rebel in me. It's like, you can't tell me what to do. <laughs> I'll do whatever I want. <laughs> I know, exactly. I know. It's, it's funny how our brains work. but And I mean, it also can come down to like um, basically, I guess, batching your days in the sense of, um, like I know that I'm only going to do JV webinars on Wednesday and Thursday at these specific times. Mm -hmm. Um, so then these other times I can do podcast interviews or coffee chats or whatever else. Um, and so I do a three day work week. Um, so I work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Um, and that just works out with how my business runs. And I, Basically, Tuesdays are really open um, for me to do whatever. And then Wednesday, Thursdays are either JV webinar days or um, podcasts or stuff like that. And sometimes it trickles into Tuesday um, as far as podcasts or stuff like that. But generally speaking, that's how like my week works. Um, and it works out really well. I had a four-day work week last half of 2017. Um, and that worked really well. So it's like gradual. People are always like, oh, three-day work week. I'm like... Yeah, you could like jump in and really try to take off two entire days of your of your calendar. But for me, it was gradual. It was like, okay, let's try out four days mm -hmm. a week. Mm -hmm. Now we can do three days a week and start to like feel into it. Um, and that's that's what's really worked for me too. So knowing, um, you know, I for my podcast, I batch it in a week, um, as you know. Um, mm -hmm. And so which I don't have to. Yeah, which I don't have to then factor that in on a weekly basis because I already know it's happening in April and October. Like it's already happening. 
And um, so it frees up all that time that I would have had to do um, uh, in a, on a weekly basis. And also different things, you know, you just batch it out um, versus having to factor it in every single week. Um, I'm a huge batcher. Um, and that is just the best way I found because if you can just immerse yourself into something, I don't know about you, but when you get into the focus, it is the most like beautiful thing ever. Uh, yes. And so it's yes, like, it how is. can I get into the focus for podcasting? How can I get into it for content creation for my course? How can I get into it for X, Y, Z, one, two, three. Um, and that has helped alleviate a lot of that time for me to be able to have a three-day work week. Yeah, and you know, even just having it, that's why I said the thing about the Google Calendar because, you know, so, like let's say this was on my calendar at 2 p.m., but I don't feel like doing it. I'm right. not going to be the best at doing that if at 2 p.m., no. and also I do know my productivity time, so I know the morning's better for me because my brain thinks better, but I don't... I don't know. I love being in that zone to where I'm so on fire. There's like this fire under my butt. I'm so excited mm -hmm. about this task. That's why this launch, I've actually been working on, okay, how can I prepare for launches without cutting it to the very end, but also having yeah. fun doing it? Like, okay, I didn't, and I was testing, I always test productivity stuff. So I'm yeah. testing it to say, okay, I'm not going to work on my webinar slides until I feel excited about it. And so I just waited and I waited for a week and a half. And, you know, I started oh this two months ago. So right, you know, yeah. I gave myself time. time, but I waited a week and a half and I felt so passionate. I spent three hours uh, reading this webinar book, mapping it out, all this stuff. And then I stopped and I was like, okay, I'm done. Waited another week. Didn't pick it back up. <laughs> And yeah. then I got super motivated again. I got on a call and I did all these slides and I did all these slides in like two hours, which was like a hundred slides, you know, because Gosh, I was yeah. so just working so fast because exactly. my brain was, I feel like if we did more of that and we just had all these systems in place like Jordan's talking about, and then if you don't have a profit plan, which like, what are you doing with your life? Right. You need to have a profit plan and the skeleton of everything that maps out to your revenue goal. That way, you know what you have to do to make that money. But then everything else is just space for you to create and be and love your business. It's, exactly. It's magical. It really Amen. is. It, yeah, 100%. And I think it's really, you know, when I was taking on intensive clients, you know, I had AB weeks and a weeks were when I took sales calls, when I did podcast interviews, and B weeks were all clients. Um, and so I had one client a day. That's just how my business worked. And it was awesome because the client weeks were so fun and I would be a lot more um, like I would have, you know, lunches already like sent to my house. They were in my fridge and like I had just everything was just in client space so mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. I could just focus on my client and there weren't any other decisions to be made. Nice. There weren't, there were people pinging me, but I wasn't answering, um, and all of this stuff. So that way it's all clients. And those were like my favorite weeks because it was just like, I get to hang out with my clients all week. Um, and oh, that sounds like helped. so much fun. Yeah. It's just really helped. It helped a ton with productivity, um, just in uh -huh. the sense of, okay, I only have two weeks out of the month to get all this stuff done and then two weeks to like focus on clients. Um, and I think my clients really could feel how present I was. Cause I don't know about you, you've been on those coaching calls sometimes and you can tell that either they had a coaching call right before you. So they're having to like readjust their brain to like your business or they're like rushing around or like you just feel people's energy. And my energy is never running around crazy because I have one client a day and it's you and I get to focus on you. And I've read all of your stuff before the call and like we're here and, and it feels really good. Um, and I think that there was just such a level of appreciation of just like, whoa, you like are super efficient, but you're very present with me. Um, and I don't feel like anything else is going on, even though there's probably a million other things, you know what I mean? And I do have to say that is your superpower because, and we talked about this before, but like you're such a one-on-one -on -one person and yeah. I love that about you. Yeah. It's, and it's, and that just really comes back to knowing yourself. Totally. Like do not build a business that you don't like. And I <gasps> yes. see it so often. Um, and, and let me be real. I've tried things that I knew I wasn't going to like, but I just tried them. And then I was like, okay, that's a confirmation that I don't like that. But at least um, you know. Exactly. At least you know, and then you can avoid it. So um, I had a great deep dive yesterday with somebody about marketing and, and it was 
centered around just like I SEO doesn't fit like my identity. Like it just doesn't. I like to build relationships. Like that's my money maker. Um, and so that's also why social media wasn't high on my to-do list. That's why I wanted it to be, you know, batched and, and mm-hmm. on repeat because I don't make money for my social media. I, that's just how my business rolls. I make money when I go to events or when I go and speak or when I go and go on podcast interviews. Mm-hmm. So that is my priority. And so anything else besides those things can move out the way because I don't need to be spending a ton of time on it. So understanding yourself helps you understand your priorities um, and how you can really maximize it. And, and looking at what works, like do not ignore what works. So many people, and I'm sure you've seen this, they're like, oh, this works so well. I want to do something else. Wow. Why? <laughs> what? <laughs> Yes. Well, I, I'm in the advertising space a lot. And so I see that a lot with ads. Um, like if, okay, Facebook ads work really, really well. And instead of scaling that funnel, you yeah. go to YouTube ads and you're like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> Why? Why would you not put everything into that Facebook ads funnel and yeah. maximize that ROI to like its highest potential to where you literally cannot max out anymore? Like, you know, you can't. And yeah. then move on to a different ad platform. A hundred percent. You're leaving so much money on the table. Yeah. And yeah. energy. And I, yeah. And I get that sometimes it can be boring or feel redundant or, you know, you want to get like yeah. the creative yeah. stuff out. And I think that's normally why people do that. Um, but I think that, again, they're, they're missing out on a lot of profit. Um, and it's like you're, you're having to start back over. Um, so you've gone over this hump. Like, why don't just just keep going instead of then you're back down at the bottom with something new and it's going to take you X amount. They think it's going to go faster because they already got over the hump, but this this is a new hump. Like this is not the same mountain Mm -hmm. that we're on right now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Let's uh, yeah, let's just stay on the mountain that's working and really like take it far. Totally. I love that. I feel like we've covered so much goodness in this episode. (laughs) Like, I'm I'm blown away and I cannot wait until I have a t- my next team meeting because I'm like, guys, look at what I learned. So I'm pumped to actually start implementing some of these things that I haven't. Um, yeah. So thank you so much for just sharing and being so open and transparent yeah. about these systems. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, it's my, if you can't tell, I'm very excited and passionate about it. So I just, I want everyone to have their time back because it's so precious and it's the only resource we don't get back. Yeah, so true. Okay, now where can people hang out with you? Yes, so you can come hang out. Um, I'm an Instagrammer. Um, I tend to do lots of Instagram <laughs> yes. stories. Um, so you can come check me out at the Colada Group, T-H-E-K-O-L-A-D-A Group um, on Instagram. I'm That's the same thing on Facebook. Um or you can come listen to me on System Saved Me podcast. Um, you can check it out on iTunes or go to systemsaveme.com for show notes. And that's pretty much it. Awesome. Well, thanks so much again for coming on. I've yeah. loved having you. <laughs> thanks so much. I appreciate it. <laughs>